Hey guys, my name is Alec and I am your host here on the Coffee Unleashed podcast where we talk about coffee business and everything in between. Uh, We are here on episode 42 of the Coffee Unleashed podcast, uh, getting very, very close to episode 50, uh, which we are excited about that milestone, uh, getting all of that out for you guys. Um, Yeah, and if if you're new here, uh, we publish uh, episodes every week uh, that focus on Uh, how we can take some of our uh, best practices from the coffee world and translate them uh, into uh, whatever context you may be be a part of. So business or or personal leadership or whatever it may be, uh, we're here for you. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts app, uh, Google Play, and Spotify, uh, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. We would love to see that uh, so you can I get brand new episodes every week uh, and best way to stay in touch. Uh, And if you'd like to learn more about Indie Coffee Roasters, uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, to get all the good updates and news about what's happening uh, with our company, uh, Indie Coffee Roasters. So a great place to learn more and, uh, and get plugged in. Um, today, uh, we have a, an exciting opportunity to chat with uh, one of our very first. It's a new, a new thing for us here uh, on the podcast, but we're actually getting to chat with Taylor, who is a, exclusively a listener to the podcast. <laughs> so um, he, uh, he hasn't had the shot to, he, he lives far away, but hasn't had the shot to come into our cafe yet. Um, but uh, just uh, was able to find us through the podcast, um, an avid listener of a lot of different ones. And um, so, yeah, a first for us, uh, we've had some long distance guests, but uh, but never uh, long distance listeners. So thanks for uh, being here, Taylor. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, really excited to uh, to uh, chat a little bit. We've only had the shot to chat over email and and uh, and obviously you've heard my voice enough times. <laughs> I feel like we're best friends already. <laughs> right. Uh, so it'll be exciting just to learn more about your journey and, and uh, me uh, learning alongside the rest of our listeners um, as we uh, as we dive deep uh, into this. Uh, but what we like to do with all of our guests um, is just ask, what uh, coffee have you been enjoying lately? Yeah. So a uh, local roaster around here, I'm in the West Michigan area, and um, they have a Tanzanian pea berry. So it's kind of new for me yet. I feel like my definition of coffee taste, I've, I feel like I've moved from the it's good or it's bad stages to, well, this seems like a fuller body or um, I think there's a little nutty flavors in there. So I feel like it's been a good one to kind of experiment with a little bit of learning how to define coffee flavors and, and all that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we have a... Uh what we're currently serving at the cafe, a Kenyan pea berry right now, um, which is, I've had pea berries before, but it was our first one that we've roasted uh, in the cafe. Um, and it still is weird looking every time you look at it. Uh, <laughs> for those of you out there that don't know what a pea berry is, uh, obviously a coffee bean looks like a, almost like a cherry or a grape cut in half. Uh, with a flat bottom and then a round, you know, top. A pea berry is a sort of like a anomaly, I guess, but uh, it's when the coffee cherry doesn't split uh, the bean in half and just one bean. So uh, it looks like almost like a solid, almost like a soybean, I guess, pretty close to that, <laughs> pretty yep. small. Uh, but uh, no, it's not a, uh, it's not a, uh, a fault, I guess. It's just a different way of, of how the how the plant wanted to do things so mm-hmm. um, unique I don't I don't know that it uh, I feel like they use it a little bit like a marketing ploy sometimes <laughs> uh, because uh, I've had good ones and bad ones and you know everything in between so yeah <clears throat> but uh, yeah so obviously from Michigan um, mm-hmm. and for those of you guys listening we're obviously in uh, uh, north of Indianapolis, so not crazy far, but uh, very different, uh, obviously, coffee cultures. You know, mm-hmm. you guys have uh, some unique aspects to what you guys do. Obviously, the weather p- comes into play um, for y'all yeah. as well. Um, but, yeah, talk to us a little bit about your coffee journey and, and why you are why you got interested in coffee and, and all of that. 
Yeah. So initially, uh, probably my sophomore year of high school, I um, started meeting with a mentor of mine in the mornings before school about 6 a.m. And so the only place open at 6 a.m. for a high school student is the local coffee shop. So we uh, would meet at six and it, it got to the point where we would walk in and the barista would grab uh, a couple mugs from the back because they knew we just liked batch brew and um, would make conversation and and we'd kind of meet you know once a week and it was cool because we got to I got to experience a little bit the community side of coffee right where the barista knows you and you know your kind of story and your rhythm and yeah. how the coffee shop kind of fits into your your every day um, so I learned a lot about kind of the community of coffee there. I then, uh, right before my senior year, I uh, had the opportunity to travel to Costa Rica, Seattle, and the Middle East all in one summer. So it was kind of (laughs) around the world for a summer, but it was fun to learn kind of more about coffee in Costa Rica and what that looks like down there. Then obviously the Seattle and kind of West Coast culture that's involved with coffee. And then Middle East is definitely more of a tea focus and that's a lot of what they have out there but um just really cool to experience how it was kind of in each different uh different aspect um i then uh when i went to college i was an ra for a year uh resident assistant in the dorms and our uh, resident director for our dorm actually ran a coffee shop out west for a period of time and uh he grabbed all of us ras together and he's like hey does anyone want to learn how to roast coffee (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't know you could do such a thing. Yeah, so yeah. we meet him outside in the cold Michigan fall. And uh, yep. he brings out a couple popcorn poppers and starts pouring the go. beans oh. into the top. And I had no idea what what he was doing, but kind of learned <laughs> <laughs> learned how accessible that can be for people and how easy that can be to to kind of learn for yourself and learned, yeah, how, how accessible roasting is kind of in general. So since then I've kind of been a, your typical home roaster, I guess, learning to try different things and graduated to a a Baymore this past spring. And so I feel like I'm a little bit more (laughs) legitimate than my popcorn days. Um, And so now it's just been, how can I, you know, go commercial with this and how can I share this with other people and and that yeah. that sort of thing. So it's definitely been a cool, cool journey to learn about coffee in all different different access or different different ways, but I, it's been cool to learn how accessible uh, each of those things are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you're taking the obviously you've listened a little bit so you know our story. Uh, for those of you that haven't, I won't share it. Uh, you gotta go and listen back to other episodes um but uh we that's uh that's a straight path to indie coffee roasters pretty much mm-hmm. uh the popcorn machine and then uh the be more for a little bit and and now uh, your next step will be a 25 pound roaster in a full commercial <laughs> environment so uh, that's a little inti- be- intimidating <laughs> at this point but <laughs> you're you're on the path so you don't have a choice anymore it's just how it goes <laughs> i'm uh, locked in uh, yeah uh, no, that's really cool. Um, just to hear, I think the big key with that that's that's always great is uh, somebody willing to share their knowledge and share, um, you know, uh, that's really why I got involved in coffee, uh, why I got involved in, in the industry at all was just the, the community, uh, you know, connection that comes with that. Um, and a lot of times in the industry, obviously, once you move into it being a career or, or anything like that, it can be a little bit, um, you know, hold your cards close to your chest. And um, obviously, we try as hard as we can not to do that um, through different things. Um, obviously, coming into our cafe, you can see the whole, you know, operation and, and ask questions as well as, you know, obviously on this platform, uh, the opportunity to uh, just share our, our tips and the things that, that we haven't done well and, and the things we've learned um, just to hopefully better help other guys out there. And uh, whether, you know, uh, you uh, stick with, with the home roasting or you're able to roast with another company or, or start your own at some point, um, all of that uh, is the same to me. So uh, just continuing to, to grow that connection and learn together um, I think is really great. Um, 
Yeah. So what brought you? You mentioned the home roasting stuff early mm-hmm. on. At what what about time frame was that? As far as uh, you know, how long ago was that? Yeah. So started home roasting and and learning in college and stuff probably only a few years ago or so. Um, and then really last fall, I think I picked it up a lot more where I was roasting a lot still with popcorn popper and, and that stage. Uh, then it was really last Christmas. I wanted to roast coffee for people for Christmas and, um, yep. trying to do large quantities with a popcorn roaster will take yep, you yeah. for, <laughs> will take yep. you forever. So after standing in my freezing cold garage for a long time, trying to, <laughs> Yep. create large batches of coffee, I realized, all right, I've got to upgrade here and get a little bit more capacity and try to understand, mm-hmm. you know, how can I control this process a little bit more? So each yeah. batch is the same and, yeah. and all that. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that that's, uh, I think the, again, the key with that is just trying, you know, mm-hmm. so many people get stuck. Uh, I follow a lot of people on podcasts and on YouTube and, and things like that. And, their biggest tips always are just like start, you know, mm-hmm. don't get don't get stuck on the technology or stuck on, um, you know, I got to have the best rig or I, I can't, you know, I can't start a podcast or I can't start roasting coffee or I can't, you know, do things like that until I have, you know, all this stuff nailed down. And, um, you know, like I said, that's a lot of how we started, you know, was uh, super simple uh grassroots and um and i mean that goes the same for for this podcast you know you guys are are obviously listening on audio so hopefully it's crystal clear but um uh, we uh you know i'm i'm recording just straight uh into a computer with a usb mic that didn't you know cost me too much money and um but i'm able to you know put something out there that works for people and uh, i think that's a big key that uh that i've definitely learned over the last couple of years um, is if you want to do something, you just got to start it and, and learn as you go and, and lean on other people. And, um, you know, a lot of people, if you ask for help, uh, unless they're just total not cool people, uh, they'll, they'll most likely lend a helping hand and, uh, and do that, um, to, uh, to help you out. So, uh, I think that's really cool. Um, I'd love to hear sort of how you got connected with the podcast and yeah. I, uh, I spent, um, you know, we talked a little bit about my background, but I spent um, a year or so uh, up in Detroit, Michigan. So uh, familiar with uh, the other side of your state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about that, how you got connected with our podcast. Yeah. So obviously, as I'm trying to learn how to roast more and you're searching for resources all over the internet, and I know you've talked about it in past episodes, but it can be difficult to find helpful content out there or how you said, you know, yeah. people want to keep their cards close to the chest and don't yeah. want to share what they've invested and learned over the years. And so um, I found some good help with uh, Mill City Roasters and their videos yep. on, on YouTube and stuff. So I just I know you had Joe on, which was awesome yep. to hear from him. And um, Cafe Imports had a bunch of helpful videos and stuff, but was really struggling to find that helpful content out there. So I I listened to a bunch of podcasts, and so I started essentially downloading just a whole handful of coffee-related podcasts to try to see, hey, is there additional content out there that would help me yep. trying to figure this out early on? And so um, some were kind of helpful. I remember there was one is just kind of a guy who got behind the mic and w- humble bragged <laughs> the whole time, yeah, it kind of yeah, felt yeah. like. And I got about two episodes in, and I'm like, man, it's helpful info, but I, I can't take that. And so... Um, <laughs> And so when I when I came across your podcast, I just appreciated your humility and kind of transparency at where you guys are at in the journey and where you guys had come from. And then your willingness to share, as you had said, from your experience and all that you guys have walked through uh, was just super, super helpful to the point where I felt like I just blitzed through all of your episodes in like two weeks (laughs) because it was just kind of binge listening of, of what was super helpful. And then to have other partners and resources that you guys are connected with so I can learn more of, okay, what does it, you know, look like to expand my coffee network and just knowledge and in general. So it's been super helpful. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, I'm trying to think we started it. I think, uh, maybe it may have been in 17. I think we started it when we were in the build out phase. 
um, of the cafe early okay. on. Um, and uh, for me, when I started it out, it was just more of like, you know, I've always wanted to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I looked out there and, and at that time, you know, there wasn't a lot of coffee centered podcasts really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that we're taking over the, the podcast world, but, um, you know, there was Cat and Cloud out there uh, doing mm-hmm. great stuff. Um, Keys to the Shop uh, was doing great things, but all very, you know, Cat and Cloud was still very, um, they weren't as focused, I guess, back then. Um, now that they'd open, now that they've opened their retail environments and that, it seems like they've, they've honed in a little bit more on what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and keys to the shop is very much, um, you know, a lot of practical knowledge, um, and, uh, and they have a lot of practical insight, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and we've had obviously the opportunity, if you've listened, uh, recently, had the shot to chat with them uh, and talk about a lot of great things. We'll be uh, we'll be featured on their podcast here soon as well. Um, but yeah, just just sort of that niche, I guess, that um, was a good outlet for me uh, in the middle of a build out phase where um, it was uh, very impatient. I guess you could say <laughs> uh, when you're in a build out and and you don't have your cafe yet, but you see it on the horizon, you know, you got to fill your time with, uh, with things that are constructive. And, and so this was one of them. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then we just sort of stuck with it, uh, and, and continued on. So, um, yeah, I think that, um, I think that that side of things is really important. We, you know, I tried, I've tried to take some of what we've learned, um, and obviously, uh, sharing that, you know, we don't have all the answers, um, but hopefully we can share something that will help, um, and, uh, and help to, you know, help other guys out there that, that are maybe, uh, earlier on in the process. So, uh, that's what I hope, uh, has been helpful for you. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's definitely been, uh, a big help, like I said, to learn kind of your process. And I think that transparency is is big. When I think a lot of people that have launched something from the ground up and have walked that road, it can be easy to kind of sit on a high throne and look back at their experience and, and what it is. And uh, I just appreciate how you guys, through your conversations, are, hey, look, we, we kind of figured this out as we went and yep. we knew a lot kind of coming into stuff. But there's a lot we didn't know, and here's how we yeah. learned how to grow through those. I think it just makes for a re- very uh, relatable conversation. Certainly. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's we just owe a lot to a lot of different people. I think that I, I think that that's so important to no matter what stage that you are, uh, you know, you've had to depend on uh, on a lot of other people out there, whether. You know whether you've had the opportunity to meet them or or you just uh, interact with them digitally or whatever it is. Um, I've always, you know, we've shared on the last few episodes how important it is to uh, just let the people know around you that have that have made an impact in your life uh, mm-hmm. and uh, let them know uh, that uh, what you're doing means something. Uh, I think that that was obviously the big thing that stuck out when you, when you shot the email over to us and, and why you're, why you're on our podcast now is, um, you know, you didn't, again, I don't, I don't look at ourselves as, um, any amount of celebrity at all, but, um, you know, you weren't afraid to, to let us know that, that what we're doing was, was meaningful. And, um, and that was a big part, uh, for us, why, uh, why it was important to, to have you speak in and, um, why well, I, I continue to try to reiterate that with, you know, our staff or, or with other people that uh, any anybody that leaves a lasting impact on you, uh, it's important to share with them uh, that they are leaving an impact um, because, you know, they're no matter how big or small they are, um, you know, from a popularity standpoint or whatnot, uh, they're still, you know, a person and they still mm-hmm. need uh, encouragement and, uh, and they still need somebody saying, man, what, you know, people are actually listening or people are actually watching or, you know, uh, in a culture where we consume so much, it's really easy to just be one-sided and, uh, and, uh, on the content creator side, it can start to feel pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'm a 
manager, leader uh, of a team kind of in my nine to five job. And that's probably the biggest thing I've learned over the course of the last several years of leading a team is that the small things that you do can really have a big impact on your team and the people around you. And you don't always think of it at the time or realize it until somebody circles up and tells yep. you of what that that meant. You know, whether it was writing them a note of encouragement to you, it took a couple minutes and was not that big of a deal, but can be really significant to them. And so when they uh, provide that feedback back, it's just certainly, certainly encouraging. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, I was talking with one of our uh, our managers this week and, you know, just talking through this idea that everybody is the lead character in their own story. You know, yeah. everybody everybody's in their own head, you know, um, and everybody's the most important person to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> and I think that's just the reality of the obviously the human condition. You know, you have this story going on in your brain and, you know, you're the one leading the charge. And but it's important to know that everybody is that way. You know, everybody mm-hmm. um, everybody's the lead character in their own story. And and uh, the the second that you can step out of, uh, you know, playing that lead role and uh, and give some amount of encouragement to um, somebody else uh, usually is pretty meaningful because, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when we are so focused on, uh, moving the ball forward and, and getting things done, it can be really easy to not, uh, to forget about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, Donald Miller's book, um, uh, building a story brand. That's his, the kind of the whole premise of the book is that companies yep. that are successful are those, yeah, that position themselves as that guide and that helper, uh, while their customer and the person they're interacting with is the hero to that, to that story. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, any time that you can do that, um, I think leaves a big lasting impact on mm-hmm. uh, the people you're leading and, and, uh, and the people that you get to work alongside and, and get to interact with. So, uh, so share with us a little bit about, you know, you mentioned your nine to five isn't roasting mm-hmm. all the time, which mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, it can be sad sometimes, <laughs> uh, but also good. Uh, yep. You know, I, I didn't come from the coffee professional world either. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so share a little bit about what you do, um, you know, regularly. Yeah. So I'm a uh, plant quality manager at a injection molding company. So I know it sounds super exciting, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the cool thing for me has been, so I, I lead a team there and it's kind of all quality related things, kind of quality systems for the plant. Yep. And um, the more and more I've been learning about roasting and roast curves and how to control your roast curves and all that stuff, I'm seeing the crossover from the quality side and in injection molding yep. to the quality side in coffee. And yep. it's it's been cool because there's you know nothing new under the sun, right? It's it's the no. same same principles that you can apply from one industry to the next. And so it's you know, what was viewed as, all right, this is, I do quality so that I can (laughs) roast coffee is now like, okay, I'm doing quality, but I'm learning concepts and different strategies and systems that if I can't apply it to coffee roasting yet down the road on a bigger roaster or something like that, it certainly will, will come to value. So it's, um, yeah, definitely eats up my nine to five time, but then I'm roasting whenever I can (laughs) in the evenings and working to kind of get something something off the ground soon yeah so what if what's maybe a, a takeaway that you've learned you know i know you mentioned some of that as far as that takeaway as far as leading you know mm-hmm. leading people um you know how does that translate for you uh you know practically yeah um you mean as far as when i do open my cafe and have a massive roaster and, and sure. all those things. Are <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sort of what, you know, what's maybe a couple, you know, principles you hope to really translate over into something like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm always filtering either something I see from uh, my leadership or my leader or um, just something I've tried and worked or tried and didn't work out well. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing is just being fully present with your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you hinted at it a little bit earlier, but when you're trying to drive things forward or you're super, super busy and there's yep, stuff yep. to do all around, 
I think it can be easy to get closed off and kind of tunnel vision to the task and to the goal that you're trying to achieve. Meanwhile, forgetting that there's people all around you that your role really is to support and encourage and help them to move the ball forward versus you kind of kind of narrowing in. So I think as things do grow and as I do add a team and all that in the future, you know, that that's a key, a key element of that, certainly. Um, I think the the other thing is that um, it's leadership, but I think also just trying to launch something with an entrepreneurial side is uh, there's a quote. I don't know if it's Seth Godin or somebody, but um, that you essentially he says you are an expert to somebody and Mm. that, um, you know, to be a coffee roaster, to get into the industry and everything, I always felt like you needed to be a Q grader with lots of experience before you could even think about launching your own thing. And for me, it's been a cool journey of going, you know what? I absolutely love (laughs) the coffee that I've been roasting and I know I can do a lot better and uh, can continue to improve and I'm working to continue to improve, but I still have a product at this point that can add a lot of value to people as, as quality specialty coffee goes. And so you might, you know, be critical of yourself or think, man, I'm not, yeah, not a Q grader. I'm just barely able to tell the difference in flavors and and all that. But for somebody out there that, you know, isn't as far along as along down that path, I can still add a lot of value to them where they're at and help them kind of walk through their coffee experience and learn that it's not just, you know, an average cup of burned beans from two months ago on a grocery store shelf, but there's a, there's a lot more out there. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you touched on that a little bit, but you know, the, and we've talked about it slightly, but the idea of, you know, the barrier of entry almost, um, it can always feel so daunting. I think, uh, it can always feel so almost impossible, I guess. Um, but it's important, like you said, you know, you can bring value, uh, even in the learning phase, you know, if, if I, you know, believe that I had to be, you know, at whatever level that, you know, you're speaking into, um, you know, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have started, uh, when we did, you know, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have started six years ago, uh, really small and, um, you know, and, and me uh, taking that leap back then and, and then us, you know, leading to taking the leap with our partners and, and all of that, you know, they, they, uh, believed in us individually, you know, not, uh, not necessarily believing in the skill level or, or any of that, but understanding that it's a process and that you have mm-hmm. to continually, continually strive to improve. And, and, you know, what I always tend to ask our team and, and our uh, staff and, and things like that is, you know, I always ask just, are you trying, you know, are you mm-hmm. trying to get better? Um, you know, I don't, I don't ask you to be the best ever. You know, we, we have positions on our staff now that, you know, people have never, uh, pulled espresso or never, you know, steamed milk or done any of that. Um, but what I ask always is, you know, do you have the drive and passion? That's always a part of our team and, um, and the desire to get better, you know, um, mm-hmm. are you, are you giving your best every, every time you walk in the door and, uh, if you're not giving your best, then, you know, then it's not the spot for you. Um, but, uh, if you're willing to try and, and do your best, then that's all we can do. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, we're a lot better now than we were, uh, years ago and, um, and we hope to continually get better, but, you know, that barrier entry doesn't have to be there. You know, mm-hmm. it, uh, if you want to just try, you know, uh, that's, that's really what it can be. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you spoke into that a little bit that, um, you know, you don't necessarily know all the answers, but you're Mm -hmm. ready to try. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think that that's super important, um, to continue to lean into. Um, so yeah, speak, speak a little bit into the current coffee scene, I guess, of, of your area and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, what that looks like and, and, and everything there. Yeah. So I would say, Maybe 10 years ago or so, um, the craft beer scene I know has been expanding wildly across the whole U.S., but it really hit 
West Michigan area pretty hard, probably about 10 years ago, and has only amped up big time since then. So yeah. I think it was USA Today called Grand Rapids Beer City USA, and uh, it feels like there there's a go. microbrewery on every corner, and that's a huge. Yep. Yep. It's it's just built into the culture, and um, so everybody it's experimenting with different beers and different ways of doing things and and all of that and i think that's starting now to spill over into the coffee space uh where we have um a couple new roasters in west michigan who you know started on the slow path of home roasting got good at that and then made the jump to a larger roaster and a commercial space and and are starting to do some of that so i would say you know, right now we've got a couple big players of Ferris and Madcap that are um, kind of shaking things up on a national level, uh, which yep. has been cool to cool to watch. But I think there's kind of a starting groundswell of of more and more people um, trying to trying to launch something a little bit smaller as they as they get rolling. But all kind of following the wave of the the craft beer scene, certainly. Yeah, I think that. You know, we hit that similarly in Indianapolis, and I think that we're we're starting to see that really push. Uh, definitely in the cafe environment, it feels like mm-hmm. you know we have new cafes popping up all the time, um, which is great. I think that you know the the cafe uh, idea uh, and the and the thing behind it with it being community focused is always important. Um, mm-hmm. We always say. Um, for us, you know, we're in the Carmel area. We'd love for you to make uh, our cafe your neighborhood cafe. But if you're not from that area, you know, go and support your your local neighborhood cafe. Make it uh, make it important. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so you mentioned a little bit of that. What's the what are some of the things you think that um, you mentioned, like taking the leap? What are some of those things that uh, almost prevent people from doing that? Or, you know, what are some of the things that you're hoping to uh, achieve in order to take that leap? Yeah. So I think a big thing for me that, um, at least I haven't seen in a lot of the coffee shops in our area is just the transparency to the roasting process. So in a lot of cases, it'll be a larger roaster with multiple cafes kind of around town. And so just given their business model and their strategy, it doesn't make any sense to put a roaster, you know, in their, in their cafe right there. Uh, but my dream is to be able to have, you know, roasting going on right next to in the same space as the cafe. And so you're able to help educate, you know, people that stop in and regular customers and everything on what not only the roasting process is like, but help education on origin and kind of how that impacts the coffee and just that whole, that whole process, maybe in some formal education type type ways, but primarily in just the informal interactions of being mm. in proximity to that, to that whole process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, obviously that's, uh, some of the idea that we've taken. And I think, you know, obviously some of the stuff that you run into then at that scope is, uh, you know, which what we're running into is a little bit of growing pains, you know, yeah. uh, roasting area, expanding and infringing on the retail environment and, you know, eventually getting to the point to where, you know, it's tough to continue to do that in that space. But we do, again, see that value, like you're mentioning, uh, that accessibility. And um, it's definitely an attractive piece um, to have in your cafe um, and uh, to have a part of what you do. Uh, It's a little bit like the brewery environment, I guess. You know, breweries Mm -hmm. always have sort of that tap room or restaurant vibe going on with them. And uh, they've been able to make it work. So I think that, you know, some of that can translate over into coffee. Um, yeah. So from uh, from that perspective, too, do you feel like, uh, you know, taking that leap, uh, it needs to be, you know, you've built up a, a solid customer base or, you know, what are what is sort of the thing that that allows you to sort of take the plunge into, you know, moving into it full time? Yeah, so. I think it's just my knowing my own risk level and what what I want to pursue in that. I think for me, it's it's the step of home roasting and moving that commercial with we've got um, good cottage food laws in Michigan so that you're able to roast coffee in your home and then sell at different craft shares and or craft yeah. shows and venues and stuff. Um, but then I still think there's a decent 
barrier to entry as far as the capital required for a large roaster. Um, so I think I would definitely need a solid customer base in order to make that jump. But I'm really excited and um, curious what Baymore's new roaster, or the new two kilo roaster that's meant for kind of home production and trying to bridge some of that gap on, hey, how can you have a somewhat affordable roaster for a few thousand dollars that you can roast kind of production type type setup uh, in your home or even in a commercial space, but just in, in smaller quantities. So kind of playing around with what would it look like to then make that jump and, you know, reach capacity at something like that and start to start to work yourself up from up from there. Yeah, I think it's definitely, um, you know, we took the and this was a lot of the continued connection we had with our partners. And and, and that was, uh, you know, we took the idea that, you know, opening if you have the capital, you know, opening a retail environment, uh, will help to raise more of that capital to continue mm-hmm. to um, to build out a roasting program that uh, will then be a lot more longevity long term. You know, mm-hmm. um, we always say that retail is is the means to get people to interact with our coffee, and uh, uh, but it generates a good amount of uh, of of uh, sales in order to allow us to continue to grow uh, from the uh, roasting perspective of things. And, uh, but obviously understanding the roasting side of coffee, uh, you know, you have a lot more, uh, you know, you're not limited by the hours that you can put into a cafe or the uh, amount of seats you have in your cafe. Um, You know, you're, you're not limited by that. So uh, there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot more room for growth and, um, and a lot more room to uh, to see your brand or, or company extend. And um, I do think it's it's definitely important to um, from a roasting perspective to always you know pursue that uh, number one if that's what you want to to see happen. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. for us it's all about the about the whole bean. So uh, we always uh, identify the cafe as just that showcase. Um, mm. But uh, but it uh, it can be difficult to do that sometimes. You know, it can be uh, when when it's not necessarily generating as much revenue as a as a quality retail environment. You know, it can be easy to try to deviate from that. But um, it's always vitally important, I think, to uh, always keep focus on uh, on what you want to achieve. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, if it is roasting or if it is opening multiple retail environments or whatever, uh, keeping those goals uh, at the front of your mind and and always keeping them at the forefront, I think, is is what will allow you to, you know, continue to um, to stay on the straight and narrow, I guess, uh, and stay moving, uh, moving in the right path. Um, But, yeah, I do. I do really appreciate um, those uh, roasting programs out there that are making a little bit more accessible for um, mm-hmm. that pay to play, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, it's always great to see, uh, you know, those um, less expensive options available out there um, because I know, you know, even two years ago when we were two or three years ago, when we were looking for uh, what we were going to do, um, you know, there weren't a ton of options out there um, and not a lot of stuff available um, to do some high quality stuff that was heavily consistent, um, but also not, you know, breaking the bank, you know, mm-hmm. not uh, not crushing you in a way that that made it uh, you were so far behind the eight ball to to get anything going. So um, mm-hmm. I do I do always appreciate that. Um and I think the important part with all of that um, is, you know, to continue to hone in on what, uh, you know, you're good at um, mm-hmm. and understanding that, you know, just because new roasters are popping up or things like that doesn't mean that they're, you know, taking away from potential customers or, you know, doing anything like that. Um, because, you know, for us, uh, the more the coffee culture grows in, in Indianapolis and in the Carmel area, the more cafes will pop up. And, um, and we just have to continue to, um, 
focus on why people come to see us. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, there's plenty of people out there that that love coffee, uh, and uh, you know we're barely scratching the surface uh, when it comes to coffee drinking. You know, um, I think the latest number was like 25% of coffee drinkers are considered specialty coffee drinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, coffee's the, I think, second or third highest traded commodity in the world. Um, so there's a lot of room there still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I know that as much as we would love to, I know right now we couldn't serve, you know, two million people. <laughs> but, uh so there's plenty of room for uh, for everybody to continue to grow, and um, and that's uh, I think that's the biggest drive for us, you know, as you know, uh, being willing to talk to guys like you, you know, that um, could be uh, a great competitor for us someday, uh, and uh, we always look at it um, like we're all you know on the same team. Um, and, but that doesn't mean that there's not, you know, uh, comp, uh, friendly competition between teammates, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're, uh, we're obviously in the middle of sport seasons and all that right now. Um, uh, and I always look at, um, look at those guys and, and say that, you know, if the, if the two running backs on the team aren't competing with each other, even though they're on the same team, you know, they're not going to get better. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, one may be better one week, one may be better the next week, but both of them are, are consistently getting better. Um, and there's always, you know, there's always playing time there. And um, that's a lot of why, you know, the why behind us continuing to engage with people that um, that are at different levels, whether they're guys that we look up to. Uh, from a production standpoint uh, that we hope to be at someday uh, or there are guys that, that look up to us as far as where we're at. Um, it uh, It's always important, I think, to do that. And, um, you know, I think as you, as you grow, you know, you'll see and remember those people that, um, that uh, provided some of that knowledge for you. You know, I know I have some of those people in my life that did that for me. Um, and if it wasn't for them, you know, we wouldn't be where we are now. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's important to remember that, I think. Well, I think it, it helps you to cast a vision for yourself and for where you are headed. So if you can, you know, if I, I can look up to some, you guys, right, and see your journey and you guys share openly on the path that you guys have been on, it can sort of be a model for someone like me trying to figure my way through this, yeah. but also help to find the confidence. And you know what, right now I'm not, I know I'm not the best roaster, right? Yeah. but I, I'm continuing to learn, continuing to hone that craft. And what does that look like to help, help spread that coffee culture and turn people away from average and show them, you know, all that coffee is meant to be and all that, it, all that it can be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that continued, humble aspect is important too you know um we we continue to try to get better and improve and um and we you know aren't afraid to you know send samples uh, out and ask for feedback um Mm -hmm. that was uh vitally important for me too you know growing through the process was like and you know scary at the same time uh, you're sending your baby off to yeah, be critiqued. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously your customer base is loyal to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can put the worst product out there, but they love you cause it's you. But, uh, when you, you know, bring it out there to someone that maybe you look up to or, uh, or something like that, it's, uh, it's definitely important to seek out some of that positive feedback i think uh and when i say positive i don't necessarily mean always saying the right thing uh Mm -hmm. or saying that you're doing everything right but um looking at all feedback as positive you know um whether it's it's sharing some of your gaps or or ways to improve uh or you know pointing out the things that you do really well um it's uh it's looking at all feedback as beneficial um and uh you know 
it's very easy, obviously, to get, you know, blinders on and, and get stuck in, uh, especially as you do start to grow, you know, getting stuck in, well, I am successful and, you know, people are buying my stuff and, you know, I am, you know, making a living. It's, it's very easy to, um, to then get stagnant, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, or, or say, no, I don't need to, uh, reach out anymore or, uh, or even flip it in the way that you forget, um, you know, where you came from mm-hmm. and, uh, forget that you need help and, and someone, um, that looks up to you tries to reach out and, and you're not willing to, you know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think it's that continual life cycle. Um, it's, uh, you know, what I hope is that, you know, indie coffee roasters can spawn a lot of, uh, other people to be encouraged to start something and, uh, and not at all that we can get any credit, but, um, just that we know that we're continually giving back to what, you know, other people gave back to help us do it, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we know that, you know, people that are 10, 12 years old now, you know, will want to start coffee companies 10, 15 years from now. And, uh, you know, if we want the coffee world to continue to grow, uh, you know, we've got to pour into those, uh, those individuals too. And they come into our lap and, um, because I hope that, you know, uh, our coffee world continues to grow well into, you know, past my lifetime and, and, uh, and through, uh, much further than that, just because we know what coffee does for people. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's definitely crazy to, uh, if you guys listening aren't heavily coffee centric, it's, it's, uh, it can be hard to really think that, just a beverage that is, uh, you know, 98% water and, you know, essentially brown, uh, brown bean water, um, (laughs) gives such a, such a big impact, uh, on people's lives, but, um, it just does that. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely cool to be a part of and, and it's cool to see it on all different, uh, different paths in the journey. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Any uh, uh, share with us a little bit too before we're before we wrap up. Um, yeah. I know that you have a podcast as well. Um, yeah. Share with us a little bit about that, um, and then I don't know if you if people are able to uh, get anything uh, regionally or or anything like that. But let them know how they can interact with you from a coffee perspective, if it's locally or or whatnot. Yeah. Thank you. So um, Big Red Brew. We'll be launching November 30. So Big Red's a, a lighthouse here in Holland. Um, that's cool. very iconic to our West Michigan area. And um, we're very big on kind of our beach, small town vibe uh, for West Michigan. So we really wanted our coffee brand to tie into our local community and the overall yep. vibe that's that's kind of here. Um, so November 30, we're launching that. So definitely uh, look us up. Uh, we'll be launching on Facebook and Instagram under uh, Big Red Brew. So just search for Big go. Red Brew. And then uh, on the podcast side, for the last few years, I, um, I actually do it with my dad. So it's usually conversations of the two of us. And then we've had a handful of guests on uh, over the years as well. But I got to the point where when I uh, was graduating college and going into the workforce, I had a bunch of questions that my dad and I would go out for a beer and just talk through uh-huh. Hey, here's a work situation I'm facing. How do I help work through it? And um, we talk, you know, we're both Christians and our faith is really important to us. And so we talk through, well, how does your faith impact with what the yep. situations you're doing and how do you lead well in those situations? And so after about a year of those conversations, I just felt like, you know, me five years ago would have benefited so much if I could yeah. have heard this and learned this uh, through our conversations. And so we decided to do a podcast is just a way to try to share those conversations of he's been in leadership roles for the past 35 years and in large companies, small company, and as it's, as it's kind of grown throughout the years. And so he has just a lot of experience that I'm able to ping off of him. So we are the uh, connect up podcast. So if you search uh, either iTunes or Google play for connect up, uh, you can find us, find us there. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll make sure and link the, uh, all of those details in the episode notes and everything there. And, uh, 
And then obviously be uh, looking out soon for um, the new uh, the new wave coffee roasting company that will be taking Michigan by storm here uh, in the next year. Um, so, uh, yeah, make sure and uh, continue to stay following along. I know that we will um, at Indy and uh, and obviously uh, any time that you're able to swing down, we'd love to. Uh, Love for you to be able to see uh, a roast day and and uh, and be able to pick our brains and and ask uh, much more nerdy questions than we can handle <laughs> on the podcast. I'll uh, I'll start my list and we'll get down there. Good. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we try to not to be too far down the rabbit hole here, uh, but maybe we'll do a behind the scenes type of thing sometime. So. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks a ton for, uh, for jumping on. It's, it's awesome to hear your story and, um, hear uh, a lot of that, um, entrepreneurial spirit and, uh, continual passion and desire to build something. Um, and I think that those are huge takeaways for, uh, for everybody listening is, uh, you know, don't be afraid to try, uh, don't be afraid to, uh, launch and also, you know, don't be afraid of the influence that you can have, you know, the, uh, that whole podcast that you're doing with your dad, it's, um, it can be a lot of a, a benefit to a lot of people just to, uh, for those that maybe don't have, uh, the inside of a, of a male figure in their life or, uh, or a parental figure at all, um, male or female, uh, great to, uh, to be able to share some of that insight and, and super humble to be able to do that. Um, not uh, not holding all that knowledge uh, close to you, but being willing to share it out. Um, it's always uh, always cool to hear. So mm-hmm. um, thanks a ton for uh, for being here, Taylor, and and being able to chat a little bit. And uh, and we look forward to uh, to trying your coffee and and then uh, having you come down. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Well, guys, uh, as always, make sure and subscribe to our podcast um, on uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, uh, as well as follow along on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, where you can learn more about what we do at Indie Coffee Roasters. Um, And if you haven't already, we've got a ton of great resources on our blog and our website uh, where you can pick up our coffee. Uh, our gear and uh, and learn a lot as well. Uh, so make sure and interact with that. Uh, we would love that. Uh, if you have a topic or maybe a guest you would love to hear from on the podcast, uh, make sure and email us at hello at IndieCoffeeRoasters.com. Uh, your uh, guest or question or yourself uh, may be featured on a future episode uh, of our podcast. As I said before, uh, we're posting regular episodes every week. Uh, We're honing in on episode 50, so uh, you'll want to stay tuned for that uh, and be in touch. Uh, Thanks again, guys, for listening, and remember to always enjoy your coffee unleashed.